how she get it. Made a couple racks, I never asked how she get it. Welcome to Connect with Christina. Please say hello to my friend, Jen. <laughs> Jen, is, Jen is from the block in New York. <laughs> from the block in New York. <laughs> A lot of people think she's my sister. She might as well be. But it's, it's this thing where you don't have to be blood-related to be family. Right. And it's so. that Filipino thing that we always find each other and automatically assume we're family. <laughs> this episode is going to be fun. We have been receiving a lot of profound messages requesting, you know, having subjects that's relatable to people. And, you know, Jen is kind enough to share her story and her journey. Yeah. Um, and I'm so fortunate I got to be a small part of that. So we met... On Instagram. On Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she was sliding in my DMs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that time, I didn't even live in Arizona. Right. And I was just, um, had been here only once and had met um, a couple people through just sitting in a coffee shop and then connected with that person and then saw you through that Instagram and then connected with you there. Um and we were introduced by our hair girl, Aisha, because <laughs> she was like... <laughs> the power of the DM. There yeah, are a lot of like, positive things. Right. And she was like, you remind me so much of this one girl and one friend that I have. And I was like, oh, what's her name? She's like, Christina. And I was like, oh. And then she shared your Instagram and tell us all this time. There. Yeah. Slid, yeah. Slid and in the DMs. Just the power, <laughs> of, power of Instagram. And then a couple months later, I moved here. Right. Well, so where we shoot our episode, so you know, is her beautiful, beautiful apartment in 44 Monroe. It's a beautiful HSL community in the heart of downtown Phoenix. And I get to invade her house <laughs> whenever I shoot. Um, I'm the spoiled big sister. So um, this episode is going to be fun for me because, well, one, we have a huge announcement at the end, but also I think we're going to hit a few subjects and topics that will be helpful to some people yeah and I want to start off with the fact that you moved by yourself across the country yeah you know listen people dream of moving out of where they're from you know they think about it they wish it but they most people they don't do it right but you did it i did it and it was the best decision i've ever made in my life arizona i've now been here almost 2 years and it's become such a home for me that i couldn't imagine my life anywhere else um when i decided to move and i had you know i'd been fortunate enough that through my education i did it accounting and got my masters in business at manhattan college in new york i was born and raised in new york city um in queens and went to college in the bronx and and then worked for six years for one of the top public accounting firms in the world. And I was able to travel through my job and they would send me to international places, but also domestic places as well. And during the- Is that why you went to Paris? Yeah. Wow. Went to Paris. My first, my second week on the job, they told me on a Friday that I needed to be on a plane to Belgium on Sunday. And was there for two weeks. That was my second week on the job. And 
you know, being a first generation college graduate in a Filipino, like immigrant family, that's a big deal, right? Like, um, and I was so fortunate enough to travel um, through my work and see different places. Um, and even in the US, like the different types of cultures within our own country, right? And like different type of values. And I'd come to Arizona just like a couple times for my clients and just felt like great energy here, had met really great people. And um, when I decided to leave, I was 20 years old, six years into my, my accounting career, working 60 to 70 hours a week, was on a plane on Sunday night in a hotel in another state somewhere else and then had to be back on a plane Thursday and then back on for Sunday. Like that was my life for like four to five months at a time. And um, I found myself, you know, like in New York, it's so easy. And they'll like people will tell you, you like to get into this rat race of being overworked. Right. And I was working so much. And then it just dawned on me after, you know, being there and working for six years and seeing all my my friends and family go through life transitions that I wasn't able to experience because of my job. And I was like, I want something different. I want a different change of pace, but I just needed to get out. And I will always have love for New York because that's who I am, right? Like, the hustle just like is in within me. Um, and Jenny from the block. Yeah. And I also started a podcast like um, when I was like 26 about the called the weekly hustle, talking to people all over New York um, on what they do. Right. And and how and the different types of um occupations or jobs that they do in the passion projects so I was very passionate about that life and then I it dawned on me that I wanted something different for myself and I took the biggest leap of faith of my life when I decided to move I had one conversation with my mom I was raised by a single mother so it was a very big deal for me to make sure that she was okay with it and when she told me she was like Jen like absolutely I'll support you. I came to this country at the age of 24 without knowing a single person. English wasn't even her first language, you know? Um, she came from the Philippines and she came from across the world and at the age of 24. For me to do that at the age of 27, 28, I was like, no brainer. Like, of course I had to do it. And getting her support was the biggest thing. And then after that, I think, um, after that, like, it was just, I started my new beginning. I had a very traumatic experience after leaving New York, and that was kind of the nail on the coffin, and I was like, I'm not looking back. And ever since then, I mean, I couldn't imagine my life anymore, like, different. You know, I don't know where I would be mentally. And it's crazy because this place was the first place you toured. Yes. I asked you for a <laughs> list of places that I should look into, right? And my mom was with me at the time, and and we were going to go look at apartments, and this was the first place, you know, I toured with her. And I remember sitting at that exact spot right there in this empty apartment, and she looks at me, and she was like, Jen, like, this is the dream, 
right? When you have a mom who comes from a third world country and then looks and worked all her life, you know, as a single mother, putting you through the best education and taking jobs wherever I was raised by my grandmas, my aunts, and 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 everything like that. And my mom worked so hard and she brought me to with her to like clean people's houses, you know, all over the city. And and I was fortunate enough to see the successful people that she worked for. But um, when she looked at me and she was like, this is the dream, like I knew with every being of me that this was my place and I had to do every can, everything I can to like get this apartment. I feel like, yeah, the vibe here, it's like you're just back in New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wake up extremely grateful for, you know, the space you, you look at it and you're like, wow, you know, and I'm so glad that I found a home in Arizona. But even after getting this place, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like I really had to work hard to like be here and and some people um you they they see what you have and they think that you know you've gotten it overnight I was just reflecting the other day um because I saw this something on on Instagram that said sometimes peace and independence looks like this and it was an air mattress and a tv in an apartment I like that I remember I like Looking at my stories, I remember on March, in March of 2020, I literally had an air mattress and a TV in this apartment because I was from January through March of 2020, I was still back and forth from Arizona to New York. Um, I had one foot in essentially because I still had my job and I was banking on them, you know, assigning me my client here, but that didn't happen. But in March, I actually quit that job on March 11th. Then then I took the next flight out March 12th just because I had a feeling that I needed to go. Mm -hmm. um, and two days later, they shut down like traveling because of COVID. And in that in that moment and in that instant, I knew that I was meant to be here. But it took building blocks just to even have what I have right now. Like I did it. So on top of that, I quit my job and I was well into an interview process with several companies out here. And then all of a sudden with COVID, they all went on global hiring freezes. So then for three or four months, I didn't have a job. And that and was really hard. And then you really went from that to three jobs. To three jobs, right. Because even in that moment, I was like, I'm not going to let this stop me or discourage me. I got a part-time job at a restaurant. Shout out to Hanny's. Um, pepperoni and, then I got, <laughs> and honey pizza. Yeah, hot honey, hot honey pepperoni pizza. Mm -hmm. I got a, you know, I started hosting there. Then I got a part-time job, you know, working at EOS at the front desk. And in those moments, those are very humbling. I mean, I've came from a stellar New York career in corporate accounting, traveling the world, to going back to minimum wage jobs. And really starting my beginning and my story here in Arizona. Well, and also, you know, being Filipino, like, family's everything to Everything. Us. That's what I'm saying. You're so brave for making that move, you know, and then throwing yourself out here and leaning into the city and making it your own and, you know, really making all these connections and friends and just... I mean, Arizona, you belong here. Yeah, you know? I mean, I couldn't do it without the people I've met. You know, I'm. you were one of the five people I knew before <laughs> moving here. And, and the relationship we had was over 
the internet or yeah. like we'd met like once or we twice. We were speed dating as a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, God places the right people in your life and you were absolutely one of those people. And, and throughout this past two years, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to get through what I've gotten through mentally um, without my Arizona family. Yeah, you know? no, we definitely love having you around us here. So, um, you know, you mentioned what you went through, um, and that's probably something that I hold close to me. And I just, I think you are so brave. And I, I'm so thankful you're willing to share your story um, for the first time. So if you don't mind, yeah, you know, share, share yeah. just that difficult I mean, moment. You I was waiting very long to even come out with this story because it took like you and maybe a handful of people um, that are close to me here in Arizona really knows that in December of 2020, after maybe eight months of fully living here, um, I decided to check myself into a behavioral mental health place. And I was there for a week. And I did that because I had experienced a traumatic experience um, a year before with family and um, I never really healed or got over that. And I was, it was coming on me that, um, and it happened on Christmas. And it was, Christmas was coming around and I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to New York. I didn't know. I was, you know, alone here. I didn't have much family and I just felt like displaced and I was on the verge of essentially a mental breakdown. And so um, thankfully I had an angel around me that saw and had and had experienced this before where um he knew I wasn't okay and then called you know the hospital and the police and everything like that and and I willingly went there for a week and it was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had I mean I was with in there with people who were struggling with addiction schizophrenia like severe bipolar I, I want to throw something in there that I remember during that time you also opened your own home to other people to help them through their situation yeah yeah and I think um I've taken in I'm a person that takes in energy and so, and I was literally in just like a manic episode of just trying to help and do everything but also was not okay with myself and um, just kind of coping in the wrong ways um, and ignoring, you know, the signs that I needed help. And it was, um, I'm thankful for the close people around me who noticed that and was like, you know, Jen, like, you can do this. Like, you'll get through this. And I did. And, you know, when I was there, people were like, you don't belong here. Like, because in my, in, in my heart, I was helping people who were also there as patients as well, just listening to their story and hearing and you know I and you know you don't have any phones there right you have to take down people's numbers or memorize it or whatever and I remember that I had a long list of people that I had was able to call that I was see like checking in on me and calling me on a daily and I remember like seeing people there that had maybe not a single person to call and majority of the people on my list were people that I had met here. And that's living in Arizona for eight months. People in that I've known for years 
for, for like friends and family, they don't even know about this story back home. You know, what was it that that made him aware he needed to step in and get you help? Was it something you said? What was it? How you were behaving? Yeah, I think that at that point, and like I've lived a very like fortunate life to not even to. I think at that point, um, I wanted to just disappear and take my own life. And I had voiced that to him. And he was like, this is, you don't have to go through this. Like, you you can absolutely, like, conquer this. And, um, and he knew, too, like, the trauma that I had gone through. And so um, he saved my life. Um, yeah, whoever you are, thank you oh, so much. He's a very special person. He's going to be in my life forever, for sure. Um, but... I, I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for my friends that for, for the people, my best friend, Jasmine, I have to really shout her out. Yes. Jasmine's when I was in the hospital, she showed up every day to bring me clothes, to bring me like hair ties, to bring me socks and, and just like simple things. And her mom and her mom, her family, like they just, I've, you know, I've been so blessed. I've really been so blessed to have. Um, just the right support system here and and, and you met her here, here in this building yeah yeah <laughs> call ourselves the high-rise shoddies yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was a story and and now people and the reason why it took me so long to even come out with this because a lot of people see me as this like go-getter girl that like has it all together and that was always me I had it all together I had the perfect career you know like I was able to travel people like glorified my lifestyle and 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 at some point though I wasn't taking care of myself and my and mental the part health built, that created some sort of unintentional pressure too yeah no for sure um that's there was huge pressure I think even being from New York and and having all you know knowing all these people the certain expectation you're expected to live up up after um I think I got I got caught up in that and I felt that pressure and I was burning out and as many people I was able to connect with through my podcast um, through being in New York City and, and all that, I was very lonely. I didn't, people, like, people see other people very surface level, but I was always a person that always checked in on people, like, how are you doing really? But I never really had that till coming here. You you are one of those people that check in, like, <laughs> Truly, not just like, you know, hey, how are you? But like, really, how are you doing? You know, and, and it's those type of people that like I don't take for granted. Like I'm so grateful for because um, those are the people that are essentially like there as your anchor and can save you. It's uh, it's kind of like being a baker, right? Mm-hmm. You're baking and baking for other people, but who bakes for you? Exactly. So... You know, maybe in the back of my head, it's like uh, I'm notorious for checking in just for the people I care about. Yeah. Just because I never want anyone to feel alone, ever, you know? And I remember getting a phone call from you. I was actually eating a burrito. Yeah. And you're such a positive person that 
even though you were going through that that situation because mm-hmm. you were at the hospital when you called me because I couldn't get a hold of you. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? This is not like not Jenna. like not, and I didn't I, show up no to your Instagram pink party. Messages? What? Yeah. <laughs> Every day I have a message from you. So yeah. you feel that presence, you know, mm-hmm. and uh disappear. That no text message. I text you no response. So not like you. Yeah. So I start getting worried. Um you called me you, you know, told me about Nala running yeah. away. All oh, in that, that same week, my dog ran away. And mm-hmm. thankfully, someone in Arizona posted it on this, like, Facebook group. And she she was found. But, yeah, she was lost yeah, for a so couple So people hours. that do that, thank you. Because <laughs> this is her, her baby. But my point is, like, even though you were going through that, that you were fighting. You were fighting on the phone because, I don't know if you remember, but you were crying. Yeah. And that you said, you know, you weren't well. But that you were going to be okay. Yeah. But you could just see this, like, you're, you're just ingrained with positivity that even yeah. through that, you were like, you know, you're, I, I'm not okay now, but I'm going to be. Yeah. And it was fast. Because, you know, and we couldn't get a hold of you. Right. Like, we're not allowed to call. We had to wait for you. Yeah. To, like, To, like, out. be, ch- yeah. Because mm-hmm. no one can call. and I yeah. did try, and they would not help. Yeah. So it was, like, crazy. And so it was good, like, when you would call in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, uh, it's, but I can honestly say from that point, and here's the thing with you, Jen, like, because there was, when that was happening, I'm like, okay, like, because some of the actions were, like, just, it didn't match, right? You were yeah. s- too much. But it was all positive. So yeah. it was, like, this girl has a good heart. She means well. But, like, you slowly saw, like, your pain. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. But anyway, when you went through that that thing and you went to the hospital, you know, when you came out, you were, like, a different person. A different person, for sure. And you've never looked back. Like, you just keep getting better and better and better. That was one of my proudest moments in life, I must say. Um, And that was about now 10 months ago. And the work that I had to put into myself um, was really like it was hard work. And I'm forever proud of that. And I'm forever proud that this has become my home, that I found comfort in it. And, you know, and just like starting a new beginning, you know. Yeah, I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. It's like a wonderful opportunity to see good people, you know. Yeah. And do I do good. And the reason it was also really hard was because being from a Filipino family, the stigma around mental health. Right. You know, sometimes it's not as openly talked about and I mean, everybody struggles with it. Even the most successful people struggle with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone struggles with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's why, like, the whole highlight on mental health, it's it's a good thing for everyone. Yeah. You know? So, before we share our big, big news, though, for anyone out there that's battling mental health. For sure. Other than don't be embarrassed about it. Don't let it you know, dictate your life? Like, what else can you tell them that was helpful to you? You know, constantly bet on yourself. There's so many resources out there. There are so many people that are willing to be a great support system. And be honest with yourself, too, on how you truly feel. Like, it is okay to not be okay and to not have it all together. Um, And once you embrace your story and your journey, you get freed from it. You know, and I 
I was ready to be free from this because I felt like I was hiding it for so long. Not necessarily that I was ashamed of it. It's just that I didn't, I wasn't ready to share such a vulnerable point in my life until I've was it came full circle and I was able to reflect on how grateful I am for that experience you know and how much stronger you are and it's crazy because you know sometimes you exchange numbers with all these people that are also patients that are struggling and you know so you leave that at the door though you leave you know but then sometimes like even in my low po- mo- moments I get a random call from like this from my roommate who's also who at the hospital whose also name was Christina the, and 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 she's from Yuma and she's like I'm here and you know and, and I just, hope she's doing better and I hope she's doing well too but it's just those moments that like people come across even if it's for a moment people come across in your life for a reason and I will never forget the people that I shared the company with while I was there because it taught me so much about myself and who I truly was but also like my journey and and before we share our big big news I kind of want you to touch on how important it is to surround yourself with good-hearted people with pure intentions Mm -hmm. because when you're not you that's the you know that could be the very reason that you spiral down a hundred percent and that's such a big deal because you know when I was living in New York I was they called me the networking queen right <laughs> they were like Jen you can go into any room you're and network you're still saved on my phone a social media queen <laughs> and and you were you were able to like make connections and everything and and I had a podcast at the time and and that attracted a certain energy right and and um but sometimes it's inauthentic or sometimes you inhibit that energy without even realizing so part of my move here was making sure I really surrounded myself with people who are my peace you know not just filling people who who were just checking in or just wanted to you know, get on a podcast or whatever the case may be. I mean, it was so crucial for me to be more selective of the people in my life. Yeah, and it's you'll be aware too. Like I had just posted that today on TikTok. Yeah, you I'm did. Playing with TikTok. <laughs> um, that you have to be aware of what you're giving and what you're getting. Yeah, and also because some people too, like you, you just have to be aware and trust your gut and your energy. Or the other person's energy engage it because sometimes people will ask you or reach out to you, but they don't really mean well or want to help. They are just nosy. Right, right. What do you do? How can you help them? Type right. of thing. Or like, you know, it's yeah. just like a thing you say. Oh, hey, right. how can I help? But you have to actually like be around people that mean that, that you know you can call at 3 a.m. and say, Absolutely. Hey, you know, because I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, don't let bad people take advantage of you or ruin who you are Mm -hmm. and just like the meme that you shared earlier like a uh, a photo of a air mattress mattress and and a a tv right yeah and it just said what this is my this is the this is what i call peace and independence right and and like to me that's powerful because if you have peace it doesn't matter exactly (laughs) you know yeah so that's your foundation um so jen the moment has arrived. <laughs> the moment has arrived. We have special <laughs> news to share. I know because this is everyone also- in Arizona and obviously in New York City right. and anyone watching. This is also news I haven't shared with many people, but I am expecting 
And I'm so excited that after almost two years in Arizona, I'm starting my own family. And I really think that God really put that, like put this in place for me because he knew the intention of me moving out here was to build a solid foundation for my future. He knew I didn't have much family here. He knew I did this alone, but he blessed me with the biggest blessing I can have <laughs> in life. Um, and and I, I cannot wait to meet this like little human. You know, it is. Are, are, am I gonna have a nephew or a niece? You're gonna have a nephew. <laughs> Should I lobby that his middle name is Arizona? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna share his name, but he's gonna start with an A. Ooh. Yeah. So we're calling it Baby A for now. Okay, Baby yeah. A. Baby yeah. A. So to anyone that's watching, again, you know, if you're at a low point, just know there's. A light at the end of the tunnel and things will always work out mm -hmm. just don't give up hope don't give up hope so jen thank you for thank being with you your ate at connect with christina aka the cloud god az <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> i always do that <laughs>